Hey, I'm Ben Ramos, and I get the privilege of serving here as the senior pastor. We are a church all about the authentic power of God coupled with sound theology. Because God's given us his inerrant, infallible word, and in it, he calls us to be people who are filled by his Holy Spirit, people who are empowered by his Holy Spirit, and people who are led by his Holy Spirit. As a local congregation, God's called us to help people take steps in their relationship with Jesus, to see them rise from death to life and glory to glory. I just want to thank you guys so much for joining us today. I truly pray and I hope that this message would be an encouragement to you and your life, that it would help you to recognize that the mission field is all around you and that it would help you to take steps in your relationship with Jesus. Be blessed. In our family, um, we've been talking a lot about, about building. Um, we've been doing a little building of our own. I don't know if we can pull up that, that picture um, real quick, the picture of our family. Um, you can't really see, but it does say that there is a new baby Ramos on the way coming in July. Uh, so we are very excited to be announcing that. So we're, we're doing a little bit of, of building. Um, one of the things for Christmas, you can take the picture down now. I just thought it was cute. I'll get distracted and just, oh, look at that cute family. Anyways, um, we've been doing, building some, some Legos. We've got some generous people in our lives who've gifted Zadok with some Legos and we've been, we've been building. You can see this little rocket ship here. We've been building. And one of the things they've done with Lego sets uh, recently, it wasn't like this when I was a kid, um, but w when you're building Lego sets, now they have like these different sections within each little, like, there's like multiple bags. Have you guys seen this? It's like bag one, bag two, bag three, bag four. Um, and each little, a little pamphlet. It used to be, I feel like just one huge paper, one box of Legos and good luck, go get them. And then, you know, it, I felt like, I don't know, maybe two thirds of the time you actually finished it. And it, I could never get, get to the end. I'm like, this is crazy. So now it's, it's nice and easy. One, one little part at a time. And it would give you those directions. And so with Zadok, it's been fun. We've been putting these little pieces together and little bit by little bit. What does this do? What does this look like? Uh, Zadok, by the way, if you're watching at home, I did steal your space shuttle. Sorry, dude. Um, just borrowing it for an illustration. Um, but we would be building these little pieces and then we'd get to this, this portion. Like we would finish the first bag and, and it'd be like this little piece right here. It's, it's just a little engine. And there would be so much frustration. It would be so much frustration because dad, this isn't what we're supposed to be building. This doesn't look like where we're, what we're supposed to be building. And I, I, had, to, I had to say to him, son, I'm, I'm not finished yet. You're getting frustrated that we're not there yet, that we're not to this promised, this promised thing. And you're frustrated at the process because we're not at the promise. And I thought, boy, isn't that where we're at as a church? Boy, isn't that where we're at as a church? There's some frustration. This doesn't look like maybe what I signed on for. This doesn't look perfectly what it, it that's because this is a wing. That's because this is just a portion. 
I'm not finished yet. And maybe we're in places in our lives where we're like, oh, what is going on here? This doesn't look like what I thought it was going to look like. This doesn't feel like what I thought it was going to feel like. God's saying, I'm not finished yet. I'm not finished yet. I'm not finished yet. I have this sense that this is a word, a word for us as a church as a whole and for a number of individuals. And I believe that uh, within the authority that the Lord has given me to speak into, I believe that this is a word for our church as a whole. And I believe that this is a word for anyone who would call this your church home. I know that I don't speak, I don't have authority to speak to nations. So I'm not speaking this to a nation. If you happen to be popping on to this podcast or visiting our church, then you can hold this before the Lord and say, is this for me? Um, but I, I, I wanna be very careful in the way that I steward, steward my voice and steward my words. I believe this is for this church body. And I believe this is for those who would call this your church home. I'm not finished yet. I'm reminded of the Israelites marching through the desert. You remember this time when they were, um, they were enslaved by Egypt for hundreds of years. And God comes in and he sets them free. He brings, he empowers leaders to lead them out into the desert. And so this takes place. And they walk out there. And I want you to think about just the scenery. I want you to think about what this was actually like for them. Uh, we don't have like the precise methods that they would have traveled in, but we have some cultural cues that can help us to, to think about it. Okay, so the leaders would have seen horizons, right? Think about what they were seeing. They would have seen the horizons around them. They would know where they're going. They could see and they know where they were coming from, Okay. What about all the peeper, the people, peeper, all the peepers, they're all just peeping around. Look at all these peepers, all, 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 the, all the peeps, there we go, hey, uh, think of the majority of people and think of what it would have been like for them. We know that it wasn't um, all like a, an in-sync militaristic march where they were all on pace, one by one, lined up, perfect rows. We know it wasn't like that. We do know that they would have traveled within family caravan style in groups, but think about what the perspective would be for the normal person. What would it be? What would they be seeing? They would be seeing the back of heads. They would be seeing the back of shoulders. They would be seeing people's backs constantly. And, and so think about this. They're walking through the desert how would they know if they are stepping into the promised land? How would they know? Because they would still see the backs of heads. The, the scenery would look the same. Some, something would be different, but how, how, would they know what would be, how would they know what would be different? It's because the leaders told them, look, we're stepping into the promises of God now. You may not be able to see it, but we're stepping into the promised land. We're stepping in. This is different. It doesn't feel different. It doesn't look different, but it is different. The reality is different. I want to show you this in um, Joshua chapter one, which was funny. Um, Sandy, during pre-service prayer, is, starts praying over me that I would be strong and courageous. Did you catch that? 
Watch this. You might catch this here maybe once or twice, possibly three times in, uh, in this section of scripture. Joshua chapter one, it says, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people into the land that I'm giving to them, to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, just as I had promised to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea towards the going down of the sun, this shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Oh, so that's, that is landing well somewhere. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous. For you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give to them. Only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or the left that you may have good success wherever you go. In other words, do this and it's gonna turn to gold. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that's written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? In case you missed it, be strong and very courageous. Do not be frightened. Don't make that decision. Don't make that choice to live in this place, to view yourself as something less than what you are. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord, your God is with you wherever you go. And so Joshua commanded the officers of the people, pass through the midst of the camp and command the people, prepare, prepare your provisions. For within three days, you are to pass over this Jordan to go in and take possession of the land that the Lord your God is giving you to possess. So the, the leader is telling them and giving them direction. This is, this is the promised land. Here's, we're about to step into God's promises. We're about to step into God's promises for us. In other words, the people, as we think back to what happened in the wilderness, the people continued to groan. The people continued to uh, whine. The people continued to go after false gods. And now God is saying, I'm not finished yet. I'm not finished yet. There's, there's more to look forward to. And I think, um, how do I want to say this, Lord? You know, we're all in the process currently. And we're looking forward to the promises. And I think God created it this way specifically that the promise wouldn't the promise wouldn't look like 
the process. Because if the promise looked like the process, then we would settle for the process before we get to the promise. And we would lose our process of becoming more Christ-like in the process. I don't want to stop in the process. I want to go through the process. I want to be refined in the process. I want to be shaped in the process. And I want to continue to run towards the promises. But I want to think, think about these words a little bit. If this is what the Lord is saying to us, I'm not finished yet. I want to think about some of these words yet. Let's recognize that this is addressed to us. This is addressed to we, right? This is, this is addressed to the body of Christ, those who would call Rise Church our church home. And you can ask Nick, we went on a, a retreat a couple weeks ago and we were just seeking the Lord, fasting, praying, asking God to show us vision for this church, show us vision for this next season. And um, I was just pondering through this question, why is there an us? Right? What, why is this important? Now that we can do church online, why is, why is, why is this important? Why is it important to have other people in our lives? Why is it important to worship Jesus together? Why, why, and why the church? Why the church? And I, I wrote down some reasons. Um, Jesus said that he would build his church. Uh, the people of God have always had community. Uh, this was the biblical example in the early church. Even when they would meet in homes, they would still gather in big group settings. You, you can see this with Peter and John when they would go to the temple for prayer. And we can see this with the letters wrote, wrote to Corinth and these other cities which had churches. Right? It's a biblical example. Uh, we're sp supposed to be there for each other, to encourage each other, to build each other up, to use our gifts for the better of each other. To sum it all up, we are better together. Uh, to sum it all up in a cheesy way, but a true way, teamwork makes the dream work. As we work together, we're accomplishing something that we wouldn't be able to accomplish on our own. So more specific question, why this church? Why Rise Church? Why, why us? Well, the, the fields are white for harvest, number one. Um, as Jen said last week, there are people all around us that are going to hell. We need to get the message out, but also because the prophetic church, the empowered church, the baptized in the Holy Spirit church, the church equipped with heavenly power tools is required to build what God wants to build here. And listen, I can do my best as as the senior pastor here, I can do my best to keep us in sound theology. One of the things that we, uh, we would say is that we're dedicated to sound theology. And um, this past couple of weeks, I've had a few, instances, uh, a few instances that have led me to really think about that, a church that's dedicated to sound theology. What does that actually mean? And I realized that some may have the expectation that that means that every single word that leaves this pulpit or that leaves the people of our church is going to be theologically perfect. I'm sorry, we're not a perfect church. And it's not gonna happen. Out of here. Deuces. We're not, we're not gonna be perfect. There will be slips of tongues. There will be things that you take that uh, the person is not meaning. 
there will also be some theology that is communicated um, that's like partial theology and not full theology. You'll have portions of it, uh, which is the importance of like being engaged with everything that we're doing. That means uh, uh, there's a reason why we have these things recorded so that we can go back if you miss it. I'm not saying you have to be, if you're not here, but you can always, you can always jump in. You can always, you can always engage. So I can do my best. Um, so, well, let me finish that thought. When we talk about uh, sound theology, one of the things I am saying is that we will do our best to bring a complete theology. When something is caught uh, that is slipped out or communicated in a way that rubs people the wrong way, um, then we're gonna talk about it. We'll talk about it. We'll bring a biblical perspective. I think, I think it's important. It's one of the things that we are dedicated to. So I can do my best at, at doing that. I can do my best at keeping us encouraged and keep us focused on God and what he's calling us to be focused on. I can help you to celebrate. Come on, get up, let's go. I can, I can, I can do that, but I can't do it all. I need there to be an us. I need us to engage in all of it. I need us to jump in wherever the Lord would call us to be jumping in. I can give structure and order, but it means nothing if there's no people to jump in and engage in the structure and order. Let's jump in. As God is saying, I'm not finished yet, he's speaking it to an us. He's speaking it to a we. Let's be an us, let's be a we. And even though this may feel like a we little people at the, at the moment. It's a, it's a season. Um, and yeah, that's, that's all I'll say about that part right now. The second part of what I wanna bring focus to is the I am. Let's recognize what this is all about. Let's recognize what we are all about. When God's saying, I am not finished with you yet, we need to ensure that our lives in 2021, that our lives are about the I am, right? That we don't get stuck on us. Anytime our focus gets stuck on our faith, on our patience, on our peace, on our ability, anytime your focus gets stuck on you, you get stuck. Anytime your focus gets stuck on you, you get stuck. 2021 is about Jesus. It's about his glory. It's about his strength. It's about his might. It's about his vision. It's about his ability. It's about his steps. It's about his provision. It's about his healing. It's about his grace. So as Jen mentioned last week, again, you got two shout outs in one message. Hey, good work. Focus on the kingdom of God stuff. And maybe even jot that down as a note. What does that, what does that look like for you in your life? to focus on the kingdom of God stuff. Here's a, a really practical way that uh, my buddy Eric shared with me. And he reminded me of this week because I got to hang out with him on Tuesday. Uh, he said, that means if you're going to the grocery store to get like potatoes, you're, come on now, some spuds, get you some spuds. I, I feel like it's a holy calling, some spuds. Oh man. Okay. Uh, but you're going to the store to pick up some potatoes and your goal is there to pick up potatoes, but your mission there 
Your mission there is to be a representative of Jesus. Your mission is to carry the kingdom of God with you. Your mission, that this becomes your primary focus in everything that you do. Whether you are going to the grocery store, you're in the workplace. Yes, you wanna be a blessing to your boss. Yes, if it's school, yes, you are there to learn. But your primary focus comes to how do I represent Jesus well here in this place? Let's be those who would focus on the I am. 2021, God is saying, I am not finished with you. Let's focus on the I am. He's also saying, I am not. I am not. There are many times where God shows us what he is, but there's a bunch of places in scriptures that he can also show us what he is not. He's, he's not a, a genie in a bottle, baby. Is that 90s? Is that early 2000s? There's some, some is just like, gone. I think that's Christina Aguilara. And you got to say it like that too. Aguilara. Um, God's saying, <laughs> sorry, right, we're getting goofy here. Um, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not a puppet. He's saying, I'm not just, I'm not just your God either. I'm a God of a people. He's saying, I'm not just, I don't, can I say that? Okay, I'm not just the God of your nation. I'm not just the God of your politician. I'm not just the God of these, I'm, I'm not, I feel like in 2021, God is calling us to evaluate. I keep thinking up sermon series in my head. My mind is going a million miles an hour. And I, we could go back to that whole God is series. What, what, what do we say that God, how do you answer that question? Like for real, you don't have to, please don't shout it out right now, but think about this. God is what? And, and fill that in and, and make it like a complete list, as a complete list as you possibly can. God is what? And then I want you to evaluate, where does the Bible tell me that God is this? Where does the Bible tell me that God does this? Let's make sure that our lives are lining up with scripture. I am not and finished. I'm not finished. That's the message for us today. I am not finished. We can, we can look at that time and we give a lot of focus to it and, and rightfully so where Jesus says, I am finished. But he's talking about our sin. He's talking about our place and right relationship with him. That, that's been paid. That is the grace and it's accepted through faith. That, I, that is finished. But you, you're not finished. You're still in a process. I'm, I'm not finished with this. I'm not finished in your life. I'm not finished working through this, this thing. That thing that is, is heavy on you because it's not, because it's still in process and it's not to the promise yet. I'm not finished. I'm not finished. Think about, okay, now back to, back to this church. Think about what if we all had the perspective that it was all finished? that this is what it was going to be, that all I'm going to be seeing is the back of heads and the backs of, of shoulders. What if, what if that was it? Then our, our reach and our impact is going to stop. 
think about the effect it could have if we didn't let it stop. I, I was just, I was thinking about it this way. Think about the seeds you could harvest in, in, in 2021. Think about the seeds that you could plant in 2021. Think about the, the different kingdom fruit that you could cultivate in 2021. Think about this. I'm, I just want to look at one person. Let's just think about you, okay? You, if you took 365 days to ensure that you were going to touch someone with the love of Jesus and you were going to touch someone with the love of Jesus with the hopes that that person would also touch another person with the power and love of Jesus. Okay, this, this is one person, 365 days and getting that person to do the same thing. That is 133,225 people. Now think about if the church lived that way. Revival is just one person away. It's just us bringing up an impact to one person a day. And what if we all did that? I, I just kept running numbers in my calculator. I'm like, oh, did you do it? Did you do it? Do it again, do it again, do it Right? What if five people got this? What if a what if hundred people got this? Man, I'm, God's saying, I'm not, I'm not finished yet. But here's the thing with kingdom stuff. I, w- I wonder as you think about that, number one, would that be enough for you? Would that be enough, that thought of that type of impact? Would that be enough for you? But now living in the kingdom, we live by faith. And so what would happen if say, you only saw like a quarter of that impact? Would it still be worth it? We're still trusting that God is working through the rest of the three quarters of that. But what if we only saw just a little, a little portion of that? Listen, I, as, as the leader, I look out at our church and I see God is on the move. I see the things that God has promised and we're like, we're stepping into them, guys. We're actually doing this. Now, when you look around on a normal Sunday and here's something, I was talking with uh, another local pastor and he's like, have you realized this with Southeastern Idaho culture that like a third of the church shows up on any given Sunday? Like, yeah, totally. I see that. That's, it's weird. I, I don't fully understand it. It's, it's fine though. It, it is what it is. And so as, as we look around, we don't always see what God is doing. God's on the move. Don't get me wrong. God, God is on the move. And so we are also stepping into God's promises. We're seeing some of this come about already. And so I wanna encourage us to just jump in all the more, but I don't wanna just like give you my word for it. I wanna show you some of the ways that God has been moving in 2020. And so I just wanna, I wanna highlight a few things. Uh, God has provided for us so much in 2020 that here's, here's a list of some things that he's enabled us to be able to do. We've been able to purchase new equipment for sound and video to help the streaming and sound go better. We've been able to purchase new computers for sound. We've been able to hire professionals to rework some of the old cabling. We've been able to paint the interior of this building and to redo the stage area. Yeah, that all happened like this year. We've upgraded the corner sign. We've been able to move and upgrade children's, uh, the children's nursery. We've been uh, able to remove the junipers out in front of the building. We've been able to purchase a storage shed. I'm not done yet though. If we could pull up those, uh, the finances 
uh, finance pictures over there. One of the things that we seek to do as a church that, is that we want to be a church that's completely in the light with our finances. We want you, at any time, if you've got a question about what we're spending and where it's going, I can pull up the exact numbers and give them to you. I don't want anything hidden. I don't want anything to be questioned. We are gonna be completely in the light. And so on this picture, we have a breakdown of 2020. And I just wanna hit a few of those lines for us uh, so that we would recognize just how much God has provided. And I have to also say that the stewardship of our finances is stewarded under some incredible people. We've got a financial council who will help us walk through each one of these. We meet every single month to ensure that we're all on the same page and we're constantly asking God, God, how do you want us to steward this money? How do you want us to steward it? What do you want us to do with it? And we've got a community of wise counsel there that we're gonna also continue to be building here in 2021. But you can see our tithes coming in over the year and the item number four. It is uh, 172818 and 62 cents. You can see some other income coming in uh, at that line item number five at 12707 And I'm not going to spend forever going through these numbers, but in case you are a number guy or number gal, uh, these are some numbers for you. Um, we do as a church, as being a part of the Foursquare denomination, we do tithe also. So in uh, item number six, we have our tithe numbers there. We have uh, facility lease payments there, number 10, uh, 11 there. We have the facility overhead uh, at $5,600. If you could go ahead and slide to the next one, please. Uh, again, starting at number 11, the facility overhead. Um, and then uh, missions we have there coming in at number 12 at $5,287. And you can see the different ministry expenses there um, at, under line item 13 at $7,920. Administration, let's go ahead and go to the next slide, please. Administration coming down under item number 14 at $4,000 um, and 624 and 92 cents, all the way coming down to our net income. That's what we're left with at the end of the year. And that was around $25,000. You can have these numbers or you can um, have even more specific numbers if you are curious about it. Again, we want to be completely in the light with that, but uh, let me just add a few things to what God has enabled us to be able to do this year. Um, as I mentioned earlier, our family is growing. And that means that my wife, who's a registered nurse, is now spending more time at home. And so I asked our council, would it be an okay time for me to bump up and get a little bit of a raise, which I, they were able to provide? We've been able to add staff. We've been able to maintain our $31,000 in savings. And we've been able to add to that $25,000 in three months. Come on, God is faithful. And now we are positioned to continue to move forward. Ministry is, uh, I feel, here's what I feel like. Okay, you know, when you get a slingshot and you pull it back, that's what I feel like. I feel like I'm getting ready to just be launched forward. And I feel like that's what God is doing here in our, here in our church. And listen, the reason why we're able to do such things is because God is moving in you to be generous and you are saying yes. So I thank you for your yes. I thank God for how he's provided for each of you and your, uh, to, to 
be generous and provided you to be able to be generous. And I thank you for your yes. So thank you for giving towards the ministry that God is doing here in our church. But as if that generosity wasn't enough, then we had our kingdom ban, our kingdom bless a neighbor campaign where we've already given all of this, but we wanna continue to bless our neighbors. We wanna continue to reach out. And so there was a total amount given of uh, $2,335.78. We were able to touch over 150 different people. We were able to touch them with things like groceries for people, Christmas dinners and presents for needy people, Christmas presents for displaced children. We donated to a Young Life ministry and helping them get a full-time, aid. We gave cozy socks to the residents at Lincoln Court when they did caroling and provided a gift card for a meal for staff. We got groceries for some more struggling people. We were able to help people get places where they needed to go. We were able to bring, uh, to get some cookies for the youth detention center, right? We were able to be incredibly generous this year. Praise God. Praise God. So what do we do moving forward? What, what is this going to look like moving forward? Well, we're going to be the church that Jesus has asked us to be. We believe that uh, the mission of every church is the same. Go and make disciples. This is what we're supposed to do. Go make disciples. Now, we are living in an increasingly uh, post-Christian era where more and more people are knowing less and less of Bible terminology. And so if we want people to know what we're about, we're about discipleship. People are like, what is discipleship? And so we've broken it down into something that people actually understand. We are helping people take steps in their relationship with Jesus. And we're going to do that while being dedicated to sound theology, coupled with the authentic power of God. Sound theology means we need to know our Bible. We're gonna, we're gonna teach you about what the Bible says. We're gonna talk about what the Bible says. We're gonna encourage you to spend time learning on your own about what the Bible says. Boy, you could even just wake up and walk through your day and start making lists. Why do we do this? Why do we go to these places? Why do we act like this? Why do we respond like this? And just begin making lists. And let's, let's actually go through and say, all right, what does the Bible say about that? Let's be dedicated to sound biblical theology. And coupled with the authentic power of God, we will be a place that we continue to train people and release people and provide a safe environment for people to grow in the supernatural things of the spirit because that is what is required for God to continue to build what he is, what he is building here. Now, as we went away recently on our planning trip, on our vision trip, we laid out a number of series for this year. We've got 2021 all mapped out. Now I've been pastoring for about seven years and been doing this for about seven years. And there has not been one year where I've actually stuck to that whole plan. It's kind of how it goes. Sometimes God gives us things that are specific that we are actually gonna do. Sometimes he gives us things that we think we're going to do just to get us to move in a direction, just like Jonah. So, as we laid out these specific things on what we're going to teach through, here's, we ensure the, that we hit a few things. We want to re- reinforce a few things. All of our message series are based around this. We want to help people to grow in scripture, prayer, worship, 
evangelism, discipleship, and walking in the power of God. Those are seven distinctives. Scripture, prayer, worship, evangelism, discipleship, walking in the power of God. And everything we teach about, everything we talk about is coming out of those areas. So you're going to have all of that reinforced. But as we continue to look forward to the end of 21, when I'm standing up here at the end of this year, I want to ensure you that what we look like today, we will not look the same as at then. We are going to continue to grow. And along the way, we're going to continue to seek God and say, all right, what's next? I believe you've given us this vision, this plan, but God, what do you want to do? Is this what you're doing right here, right now? This is, this is how we do ministry here at Rise Church, with open hands. Where we're continually saying, it's, it's not about what I've planned to do. It's not about, but you already told me that we're going to do this. It's not about what I want to do. It's not going to be about what makes us look good. It's going to be about what makes you look good. It's all open-handed here. Now, as we stepped into our retreat, um, and we're just seeking God for what, what do you want to do in 2021? Um, I was able to look and there's several things that I can point to that I'm like, I'm proud of that. I, I am proud of that. Man, we are killing it on that. This is incredible. The, uh, the amount of voices that we're able to have and the amount of people that we're seeing raised up and the passion and the supernatural and, and worship. There, there, there's a whole bunch of these things that I'm like, yes. But there were two things this year where I'm like, that's not quite up to par and we need to grow a little bit. And God gave me some vision to go along with that. And so the two things that I believe God is calling us to focus on in 2021 to grow in as a church is number one, a family atmosphere here, a family atmosphere within our church. And number two, reaching out to the lost. When I think about the placement of our church, why does God have Rise Church right here? I keep getting this picture of concentric circles around our church, one after another, after another. And he's saying, just start going after the circles. Just start reaching the people that I've placed you around. Just start reaching them. So those two things, family atmosphere within our church, community atmosphere, relationships where we know each other, where each of us feel like we're known, where new people, when they come in, they feel known. And that we're all running together. We're all doing this together, that we all have someone who's encouraging us. And number two, reaching out to the lost. How? How are we gonna do these? Because these seem like big things. Here's, here's what I wanna do. For family atmosphere within our church, I want us to be the body of Christ that functions together like in 1 Corinthians, where we would each know that we have, we have roles, we've got strengths, we've got weaknesses, we build each other up, we're functioning together, we, all, we know each other. How do we do this? Number one, we're gonna be introducing a newcomer class to help to people to get to know us. What are, what are we actually about as a church? We're gonna be introducing that on a normal basis. We're also gonna be introducing a membership class. In other words, I know membership, I felt it. People are like, oh, membership. Oh. What does it mean to commit to a church family? What does it mean that I call this my church home? 
what, what, am I, what am I saying yes to? I think it's something that we need to communicate it. We've, in this past year, left it purposefully kind of vague. It's, a, it's been a settling time. Let's, let's begin to settle in. And now we're gonna continue, we're gonna continue to build. We're gonna continue to build this up. What else are we gonna do? So we've got newcomers classes, we've got membership classes, and uh, I'm going to be starting this thing uh, called Leadership Nights, where um, our leadership team is going to be getting together um, for the first three months of this year. And we are going to be having a meal together. We're gonna be worshiping together. We are going to be uh, growing in some material together, growing in Jesus together. Why would I do that just with our leadership team? Because it's the example of discipleship. I'm gonna start here with our leadership team. And in the second trimester of this year, we are going to launch what we're calling Rise Nights. Rise nights, where we would come together as a whole church. We would come together. We would worship a little bit. We're going to have a meal. We are going to uh, go through some material. The material we're going to be going through first is how to study the Bible and going through some real simple ways of getting into the Bible. And then we're going to break into groups and we're going to be able to pray together, be praying together within community as we would grow together and grow in knowing each other. So those are four specific things that we're going to be launching here in 21 to continue to grow us in a family atmosphere. And number two, reaching out to the lost. I've, I don't, I can't remember if I've told you this heart that I have or if I've just prayed this heart. But I have this heart to see 100 people saved this year. For, to see 100 people give their lives to Jesus, 100 people water baptized. I wanna see 100. 100. Someone, uh, oh, it was this morning. You were saying, ask, ask, for, ask for a fish. And you would ask me, Ben, did you wake up feeling like you were supposed to ask for a fish? That's my fish. I've been asking for a fish. Here's my fish. I want to see a hundred people. And that doesn't mean that I'm just going to go out and do it all. That means all of us. That means all of us jumping in. I want to see, I want, and maybe that's, maybe that's just a little like tadpole size fish. Maybe the fish is actually way bigger and I'm good with that. I just wanted to put a number to it. I don't know. It's the way, it's the way that I worked. I want to ask something specific of the Lord. And uh, one of the things that's been established here within this house, the previous pastor, Pastor Tony Maupin, um, he would always say this, just be open for business. Wherever you go, just be open for business of the kingdom of God. Wherever you go, I love that. Like, yeah, let's, let's continue to do that. Let's continue to be people that wherever we go, we're representatives of the kingdom of God, yes. But also as a church leadership team, we've got this vision to develop a place where people can be trained to reach out, to, to see the lost come to know Jesus. We wanna train people up in order to do this. We wanna have a, have a uh, I wanna call it like a, a system or a, 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 a program where we can be able to equip people to be able to reach people. And so we are going, there's my mouth, and now we're going to be putting my money where our mouth is, our money where our mouth is. Um, and we are bringing on a new um, associate assisting pastor. 
And he is going to be entitled the community outreach pastor who's going to be developing these programs and helping to bring in curriculum and all of these things for training people to reach out to this community. And this is none other than our very own Nick Bowes, who, yes. You know, if you're looking around the room and wondering where Nick Bowes is, come on. Nick is serving in kids' ministry because he's a servant. Because he's a servant. He's a man of God. He has been, um, he's been consistent. He's in the process of becoming uh, licensed with Foursquare at the moment, hopefully wrapping that up in the next few months here, and we'll have a, we'll have a big party for him here. But I believe that God is empowering this man to give the vision that we need to bring structure to reaching out from this concentric circle. And I just want to keep building the circle. Like, I just want to just go, 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 go. Right. This is where we're going. And God's saying, I'm, I'm not finished. I'm not finished with you. I'm not finished with this church. And so if you are falling into that place of feeling like, what is this? That's so small. It's tiny. It doesn't even look like what it's supposed to look like. It's just a part. It's just a part. And when we get it all put together, it's going to function the way that it's supposed to function once we get all the pieces snapped in together, just like that. And someone said, oh, it, it was Mr. Dave Wolf. He said, and then we're going to soar. And I said, yes, that's exactly it. I'm going to use that. But yes, Amen. Amen. Ned, would you come? I just want to pray. Father, I thank you so much for this vision that you've given us to continue to reach people with your love, with your power, that we would be a people who would be helping people to take steps in relationship with Jesus, that we would not be a people who would lose sight of um, our own taking steps with Jesus. And that as we would take those steps with Jesus, now we can grab a hold of other people's hands and say, all right, come on. Now you can take these steps too. And I thank you, God, that you empower that by your Holy Spirit. I thank you that um, even before we're supposed to go out and make disciples, you tell us to be empowered by your Spirit, to wait for power from on high, to be baptized in your Holy Spirit where your spirit would come upon us, empowering us to do these things. And so that we would be a people who are open for business for the authentic power of God. God, I don't want to be awed, O-D-D, but I want to be in awe of you on a normal basis. Father, I wanna see, I wanna see you do the things that you've done in the Bible more and more. God, I wanna see people, I want. I want to see more of the demons fleeing. I want to see more of people being set free from ailments. I, I, I want to see like wheelchairs being set aside. I want, I, I want to see like casts being removed. I want to see people being radically healed. I, I want to see numbers within our region of depression like being completely changed. I want to be, I, I want this, I will unashamedly say, I want this 
to look different than it is right now. This as my own life, this as our life as church together, this as our region, this as our country, this as our world. I want, I want you, God. I want the authentic power of God to transform the world around us. And I know you call us to continue to press in and know your word. You've given it to us. So help us to be that. Help us to be a church that's dedicated to sound theology. Help us, Lord. And so as we continue in this fast of praying and fasting for these first 21 days of this year, and we're calling it dedicate, we do. We dedicate our lives afresh to you. Have it all, Jesus. Be our Lord. You are our Savior. Have our hearts, have our affection, have, have our money, have this church, have our family, have it all. It's all for you, God. It's all for you. We live an open-handed life where it's all for you and all for your kingdom. We love you, Jesus. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. Hey, thanks again for joining us. If you have been blessed by Rise Church, be sure to follow us and share it on your social media. You can subscribe to a podcast. And if you haven't had a chance to give yet, you can do so at risechurchid.org or send a text message with a cash amount to the number 84321. And remember that the mission field is all around you. So go in the power of Jesus and bring that transformation for his glory.